This Week in Bourbon, and we're still for sale if anybody's listening. Here's your headlines for November 11th, 2022. Western Kentucky Distilling Corporation announced a $30 million distillery will be built in Beaver Dam, Kentucky. Kroger's third annual Ultimate Bourbon Auction to End Hunger has now started, and Heaven Hill has announced the fall 2022 edition of Old Fitzgerald, and it's 19 years old. But before we get started, here's a quick word from our partners. And they're off for another Gift 270 2020 Unicorn Raffle. Your $20 ticket gives you not one, but two chances to win from our lineup of 20 Woodford Reserve treasures, including the grand prize, the rarest unicorn yet, the Woodford Reserve Kentucky Derby 150 Baccarat Edition. Only 150 bottles were made and is just like the one the Derby winning owner receives. Quit horsing around and get your $20 tickets now at Give270.org. Charitable Gaming License ORG 0002703. From their bar to yours, Chad and Sarah of the popular YouTube channel It's Bourbon Night bring you their favorite at-home old-fashioned mix with the new Elemental Elixir's Golden Hour Syrup. It's a custom-made syrup with notes of bold black tea, warm spices, and orange zest. All you need is your favorite whiskey and ice. No bitters needed. One bottle makes 16 drinks, so that's only $1 cocktail before you add your own whiskey. They can also be enjoyed in other cocktails or spirits, mocktails, coffee, tea, and anything you can think of. It's crafted locally in Lexington, Kentucky, and you can get your bottle now at whiskeyambitions.com. Ed Bly and Rising Tide Spirits are back again with a new release of Old Stubborn Bourbon. And this release of Old Stubborn is a premium hand marriage of 10, 11, and 12-year cask drink, barely filtered pot still bourbon. It comes in at a staggering 123.8 proof. And the flavoring grain for this one, which the last one was weeded, but this time it's now rye. Rich, sweet, and bold with a long finish that's sure to be another eye-opener. You can order online at Sealbox or TheBourbonConcierge.com, and you can even purchase in person at Revival Vintage Spirits, and even now with very few select stores in Kentucky. You can get it now while you can, but be sure to do it because it's not going to last long. Welcome back, everybody. It's another This Week in Bourbon, and a lot of bourbon news has happened in the past. Uh, well, it's always funny, because I was in Texas last week, and that means that we had to record on Tuesday. So there was only one extra day in news that came out, but yeah. by God, Ryan, I tell you, that one extra day really fills up a lot of stuff in here. Yeah, it's only a few hours. Then. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> it's like true. eight hours. 7 a.m. that morning, or 6 a.m. is like... Diageo, Paz, Balcones. It, that's what it was. And that's why I didn't even put it in the headlines because it's not even a headline anymore. It was a headline last week. Yep. We'll get to that for anybody that hasn't been there. But then the second one was Pursuit Spirits bought by Willett Distillery. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> for 599 a million. Yeah. For a steal, it, uh, I mean, it was $5.99. They, they, they don't really need us. Yeah, I know. We used, to be a nine, we used to be yeah. a 99 cent menu, but we got, we got to. <laughs> Everybody knows that I have, I guess, stumble on the English language is the, the best way to be able to say it. So I've got two emails to go through that came in. And the first one is for the Hirsch that we've been talking about now for the past few weeks. When we kept Campground, we're still talking about it? <laughs> yes. So somebody finally sent it to me and they go, please, will you listen? Click the damn sound button on the website to learn how to say it. Because we've been saying boo and all this other kind of stuff. 
It's bivouac. 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 Bivouac is the proper pronunciation for campground. So we had that. The second was, yes, last week we had talked about Campari buying out Wilderness Trail. And through that process, kept on stumbling over that whatever you want to call it. Yeah. And and you you know who sent the email to help me correct this? Yeah, I saw this. None other than Shane Baker. So Shane Baker of Wilderness Trail, he sent this. And I figured it would be a good opportunity to be able to put everything that he put in a comment on the website too, because we had, we do what we always do. We give our thoughts and opinions and 99% of the time they're wrong. So here it is directly from Shane Baker's mouth here. Well, or his fingertips, whatever you want it to be. He said first, hey guys, it's pronounced EBITDA, EBITDA. EBITDA, EBITDA, am I saying it right? EBITDA, EBITDA, whatever it is. Just Shane, to... it doesn't matter how you put it on there. <laughs> Kenny's not going to be able to pronounce it. Sorry for wasting your time. EBITDA, EBITDA, I think that's right. <laughs> anyway, he said, just a few clarifications. The partnership is all about Wilderness Trails brand and the global distribution as Campari doubles down on bourbon on a global scale. We are coming into an enormous amount of mature inventory to spread wilderness around the globe, and that is what we're seeking in a partner, global distribution. The brand revenue mentioned was from 2021 and greatly increased in 2022. For Campari, the focus is on premium brand building and taking wilderness trail production 100% to brand production as we move away from the little bit of remaining contract new fill production this December, as we've been ramping that down for years with the majority of production being wilderness trail up to 70,000 barrels per year. There was no other inventory part of this partnership, no other than water, sorry, no other non-wilderness trail barrels. And this is all about the strength of the wilderness brand itself. Even more exciting about the deal wasn't based off contract production as that is going away and only focusing on the brand itself. It's a very exciting time for Wilderness Trail. Pat and I are not going anywhere and will remain at the helm and co-owners of Wilderness for years to come. We're the founders, co-owners, and still working hard to make the best whiskey we can. Thank you all for the support. Shane Baker and Dr. Pat Heist. All right. Love to see that. Yeah. And I like that. I like the direction of where they're going. And we kind of maybe said that, like, this is good for bourbon expanding in Europe and globally because Campari kind of has a foothold in all the global markets. Um, And uh, two, I think they still think domestically they can grow the category as well. So, uh, yeah, this is exciting and um, I, all good things. It sounds like, um, yeah, I'm I'm excited because the janitor, aka Pat Heist, uh, and <laughs> yeah, that cuts our grass here. <laughs> the guy cuts the grass. <laughs> he's yeah, still that, he, he's still gonna be employed for a while. But no, this is yeah. this is cool. This is great. This is awesome of them, and we've got a lot more news. So let's keep going. I'm just glad to hear that Shane still listens to the podcast on his commute. I know. Howdy, Shane, yeah. and congrats. So Diageo, we talked about it already. They announced that it acquired Balcones Distilling, which is a Texas craft distiller and one of the leading producers of American single malt whiskey in the United States. It was founded in Waco, Texas in 2008, and Balcones is a celebrated player in the emerging whiskey movement in Texas with a diverse portfolio of award-winning, super premium, and above whiskeys, including Texas number one, or Texas quote-unquote one, single American single malt, lineage American single malt, and baby blue corn whiskey. The acquisition has been funded through existing cash resources. Yeah, I mean, I, I think the play here is like Texas loves everything Texas, and there's a lot of drinkers in Texas, 
And Texas whiskey is getting some a little bit of respect outside of Texas, but it could improve. And I think Diageo is a brand builder. No, you know, that's what they do best. And I really think they can get in there and really blow this thing up. So I'm right I think there it's with a good you. uh I think it's a good move by Diageo. It's an interesting, you know, with the whole Texas whiskey, you know, Texas everything growing like crazy. So I think they see that. And uh, yeah, I think it's just uh, something they can really, a brand they can build on. I feel that it's going to be a trend where we're going to see a lot of these majors have at least one Texas whiskey in their portfolio. Pernod already has it with TX. Now you've got Diageo, Balcones. I would imagine you'll probably see some with Constellation and everything like that going forward, only because, as we had mentioned, is that the Texas category is, it is small, it is in Texas, but there must be something where they see that growing over time. And perhaps that is something that the world will latch onto, or at least the, you know, the continental US will latch onto. So might as well get in and try and grow the brands and, and make them bigger. And if you can grow the category, all power to it. Yeah, I think it's like similar to wine in Napa, you know, Napa being the Kentucky per se. And then, but then you had regions like in Oregon and Washington start to develop, you know, where it wasn't California Napa wine, but you had these other regions. And so I think that's going to be the case with American whiskey. You're going to have these diverse regions and offerings that are create, you know, unique flavors and styles of whiskey and bourbon that, and I think brands see this definitely as a growing, uh, I guess, category for sure. Well, the category continues to grow because our first headline is that Western Kentucky Distilling Company, which I hadn't actually heard until the press release came out, announced the groundbreaking of a new $30 million state-of-the-art distillery in Beaver Dam, Kentucky. The 100% Kentucky-owned distillery is scheduled to open mid-2023 as the first official distillery in Ohio County. It will bring jobs and quality bourbon and rye whiskey to Western Kentucky. The initial investment is $22 million, with a phase two expected to bring the total investment to $30 million. The distillery will launch under the leadership of eighth-generation distiller and Kentuckian Jacob Call, who will serve as the COO and master distiller alongside Kentucky native and president of the distillery, J.D. Edwards. Western Kentucky Distilling Company is located at 1880 Old Liberty Church Road in Beaver Dam, Kentucky, in the Bluegrass Crossings Business Center and on that land that used to be a farm. The 25,000-square-foot distillery is on 80 acres and will feature 15 warehouses, adding an additional 300,000 square feet. It will have the capacity to distill 50,000 barrels per year and store 250,000 barrels. Within the first two years, the distillery is expected to bring in approximately 35 jobs to the region. So now we know what Jacob Call is doing with all that money that he got after leaving Green River. Yeah, uh, as soon as they announced it, I was, well, the purchase from Pritzker, I was like, awesome jacob you know because he makes fantastic whiskey and green river did but then i found out like two minutes into it he was leaving <laughs> and uh, <laughs> yep sex so, in see you later yep i was bummed to see him go and uh i know bartstown worked hard to keep him there but i think jacob wanted to do, make his own thing and rightfully so he's talented and this is just a hopefully another sign that whiskey and bourbon still has a lot of room to grow because you know you're this is another major distiller leaving a big company starting a new distillery. And so you got to think they're still thinking, you know, six years down the road before four to six years, at least from now before like their first product becomes of age. So, uh, still positive vibes there. (laughs) The momentum keeps going. You've got this, you've got Denny and Jane making one. You've got 
Blue Run making a distillery. It's the crystal ball is is a little fo- foggy and hazy in my mind because I keep thinking. I look at the shelves. I'm sure anybody that's out there now, you look at the shelves. It seems like it's crowded already. There's a lot of lot of stuff out there, and you want to bring in even more. I hope I hope that it can sustain like that because man, alive! It's I've, I heck you were at you were total earlier today, and you were looking at the the wall of bourbon. And when you look at it, it's not like there's a like a few empty spots or something like that. It's it's packed pretty deep, at least here in Kentucky. I know it is. Oh my gosh! I mean, there's I'd say at least two hundred brands at Total Wine, if not more. Who's gonna drink all this? But then you look, and there's a whole side of I mean, you have one little section of bourbon and then you have a whole side of a store. It's wine. And, you know, and you're like, well, shit, maybe there's still room to grow (laughs) based on over there. You know, not that it could be wine, but still it's, there's a a lot of options and a lot of choices and wine's very expensive. So, um, yeah, wine is expensive, but the good thing about wine is that you open it and you're done with it in a few days. A bottle of bourbon can last you a few years. So the amount of time that you need to regenerate the revenue that comes on there is a a while. That's how I always thought if I ever got into a business that I would own. I don't think I ever told you this. I always thought to myself, (laughs) if I'm going to get into a business where I know I'm always going to have repeat customers, I might as well just open a barbershop because Harry's going to keep growing. It's not like it's going anywhere. Your schedule's always full. But with a product like bourbon, well, you better hope they drink it to be able to come back to you. That's why my wife uh, does hair, but um, I mean, you could say that about anything, Kenny. I mean, you could say that about your prostate doctor or something. You always need. <laughs> I, hope, I hope I don't need more more than one prostate. Everybody's going to need a prostate exam, so keep coming. <laughs> it's true. You people are going to keep turning forty, no matter what you do. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> All right, let's keep this going here. Long Branch, we know it's co-created by Matthew McConaughey and the makers of Wild Turkey. Well, they have teamed up with Walden Retreats to bring a life, uh, sorry, to bring to life a bourbon-centric, luxury, ranch-style stay where whiskey fans can immerse themselves in the wonderment and adventure. It's located in the Bukalik, Texas Hill Country on the outskirts of Austin, Texas. The Long Branch Ranch, <laughs> that's, that's a weird one, <laughs> the Long Branch Ranch at Walden Retreats is inspired by the imaginative spirit of Long Branch's creative director, Matthew McConaughey. McConaughey, his home state, and the influence it has on award-winning bourbon. The Luxury Ranch is a physical manifestation of Long Branch's current Wonder What If campaign, which, just like the idea, led to its spirit's creation and dares fans to discover what happens when they move beyond curiosity and into action. The ranch does this through a series of unexpected activities designed to ignite a sense of exploration and spark curiosity. I promise there's no drugs here, but let's keep going. The Creative Mixology Cocktail Hour, which is a private cocktail session with Long Branch specialty cocktails and curated food pairings. Walk in the Wilds, an audio-guided hike through the beautiful landscape of Texas Hill Country. Illuminating Texas night sky fly fishing. I'm probably sure you get on this one. A one-on-one guided glow-in-the-dark fly fishing experience. Unexpected sounds. Private strings. Just, perf- keep going. Just take this pill when you walk in. Everything's going to be great. <laughs> Everything will be great. <laughs> <laughs> oh man oh the, the water feels so soft unexpected sounds private string performances by classically trained musicians playing unexpected music ranging from pop to rock all from the comfort of a private tent you can have a whole freaking orchestra there all right you can book a long branch private ranch 
package by visiting the book now page at waldenretreats.com for stays beginning in March 1st, 2023. And each room is priced at $425 per night. And they also dedicate part of this to uh, a local nonprofit called Protecting Austin's Beloved and in Roy Butler Hike and Bike Trail. That's awesome. It does sound like the Joshua Tree of Austin or something, you know, where you go into this crazy festival or crazy experience, but it, it does sound awesome. I'd, I'd love to do it. You and these, these are the mushrooms you're looking for. You're <laughs> I'd love, I'd love to go night fly fishing with glow in the dark. Uh, that <laughs> it's like the just fingers, take, you know, <laughs> just take one. Don't take more than one. Yeah. Just do one. those things. Like when you do a gummy and it's like, I don't feel shit. And you take a second when you're like, whoops, oh boy. I, I should have waited a little bit. <laughs> The real question is, do you get a Sherpa the whole weekend while yeah. you're there? Hold, hold my hand through these unexpected sounds. Yeah, so you don't get a fly fly rod stuck in your, <laughs> you know, in your thumb or something. <laughs> All right, let's keep going here. So Jack Daniels, they're going to be in the news twice today, but the first one, but Jack Daniels has, again, it's been named the most valuable spirits brand in the world by Inner Brands Best Global Brands 2022 report, and Jack Daniels is ranked number 85 in the report's top 100 brands with a value of $7.17 billion, a 10% increase over 2021. And that's according to the report. For the complete top 100 ranking and report, you can go visit bestglobalbrands.com. That's a lot of cash. Eight, mm-hmm. some billion. Wow. That's pretty yep. badass. It's big. It's big. Yep. Well, let's talk about some, some crackdowns that are happening. So the new TTB director is stepping up on enforcement. So if you run a brewery, winery, or distillery, you'll want to hear what's new at the TTB. First is that starting later this year, or maybe into January 1st of next year, the TTB will force a business to shut down if an ownership change, meaning a change of control or a change of more than 10% or a change of proprietorship, is submitted more than 30 days after the change occurs. If the ownership change is not submitted within the timeline, the TTB will terminate a business's existing permits and make them reapply all over again. As a result, all production must cease until new permits are approved and issued. If a change occurs, you will miss the deadline to file, and you will have substantial costs due to interruption in your business. If you do not cease production, you could be charged with illegal distilling, which is a felony and could also delay the issuance of your new TTB permits. The second, starting very soon, the TTB will refuse to process premises amendments, applications, or new location applications if your taxes and reports are not current and up to date. Licensees will only have 15 days to resolve the issues or their application will be deemed abandoned and they will have to reapply. Take some time to make sure that you're up to date with all your federal excise tax returns and TTB monthly reports. Filing ours, making sure we're on top of that. I think <laughs> actually, actually Bardstown does that for us, thankfully. Right yes, now. they take care of our federal excise tax returns. We may one day have to worry about this, but for now... We'll have to just rely on somebody else to make sure we're compliant. Like, but that's uh, the good thing is that like when go we talk out- to Jeremy Janes down yes. at Bartstown. <laughs> and we we outsource to Bartstown for that reason. They have a whole compliance department. That's all they do is worry about reports and stuff like that on our behalf. And so we are very happy to let that let them take that over for us right now. Heck yeah. If it was up to me, we'd be like audited already. <laughs> yeah. We'd be like, well, that didn't take too long for us to go bankrupt. <laughs> we'll just go yep. ahead and pack up shop and get it out of here. So our other headline for the day is that the third annual Ultimate Bourbon Auction in Hunger, hosted by Kroger, was created to support Kroger's Zero Hunger Initiative and Zero Waste Plan to end hunger in the communities where we operate. 
Kroger is committed to zero hunger, zero waste, and a social impact program, which addresses a fundamental absurdity in our food system, where 40% of the food produced in the U.S. is thrown away, yet one in eight Americans experiences hunger. The ultimate bourbon auction of the year. This is the first of nearly $200,000 that was raised last year, and the goal this year is $500,000. So here's what's up for grabs. Of course, all the pappies, the antique collection, a full 12-pack case of Weller 12, Weller 107, Weller Foolproof, a Michter's 20, the last three years of Four Roses Small Batch Limited Editions, a 15-year, an 18-year King of Kentucky, some Blantons, of course, tons of more bottles. There's also more experiences. It says the Bardstown Bourbon Company's first ever single barrel experience passes to bourbon and beyond and louder in life, a barrel of Elijah Craig and a barrel of W.L. Weller. If you want to get started here, you can head on over to ultimatebourbonauction.com to start bidding. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking right now. There's some, it, it won't last, but I'm like, <laughs> by now, by now. I'm like, looking at this King Kentucky, it's only $100. There's a <laughs> barrel pick for Elijah Craig. It's only 1000 But the what a steal. Weller Special Reserves are at 12500 And And <laughs> uh, that's, yeah, for the green label. It's crazy. But that's awesome. It's for charity, a good cause. This is, I remember following this last year. And I remember bidding on stuff, but I just got outbid. I'm I'm broke. That's it's what's going to happen. These charity barrels and these charity things they they go to some some heavy heaters. So I would say that it's not going to be a you thing. It's a we thing. So find <laughs> you and your your ten closest friends, or maybe fifty if that's what it takes, to sit there and double down on something. Oh, there is a hard truth ATV tour dinner and tasting. That's we did that. That's pretty fun. I Uh, bet you that's going to be the sleeper. Yeah, it should be. They got a lot of good sleepers in here. Man, this is like epic. And I I was also announced that on on Instagram earlier this week is that we're also sponsors of this. So if you do see the Bourbon Pursuit logo on the front page, very happy to be a part of this and be able to donate our efforts on, on getting the word out so we can help do our little bit of part of this as well. Yep. And right now you can get a Mictor's 20 for $75 (laughs) while you're winning bid last. (laughs) Is there any way we can hack into the system and and figure out how we can halt all building, halt all the bidding until maybe five minutes before it's over and make it live. And then we'll just snake it. Yep. And I will at family estate 17 year for a hundred dollars. So some, some steals right now, get out there right now, bid these up. 10 more, 10 more days, I believe, on it. You'll be, believe me, it's not going to be $100 for long. Yeah, I'll check in after the weekend. It's probably going to be like thousands. <laughs> Add an extra decimal point in there somewhere. Yep. Or maybe a comma. Got all my my abbreviations here correctly. But let's go ahead and let's move on a little bit. So Teamsters, local 651, they're now leading an effort to organize one of the bourbon industry's biggest brands. The organization says that Woodford Reserve's production workers are among the lowest paid in the bluegrass bourbon industry and are also in need of other better benefits. They began speaking to workers in February and then officially fired for, fired filed for a union election in October. In a statement, Woodford Reserve's parent company, Brown Foreman, said, it is committed to having a positive working environment and empowers its workers to communicate directly with leadership. They went on to say that unionizing is not in the best interest of the production team in Versailles. Teamsters Local 651 is looking to set a standard for the bourbon industry and its workers, and they're confident the union vote on November 17th can help that cause. So back again with more unions and labor issues and other things in the bourbon industry. I know that we've covered this 
ad nauseum before. These are touchy subjects and, you know, ever each side thinks they're right or wrong. And there, there's a lot For of sure. inner workings and whatnot. You know, sometimes people see it and they think they're the workers are ungrateful. And then on the flip side, you know, the they see how much money these companies are making and which is true. So it's like, it's like, all right, how do we find a happy medium? And I'm not sure what the right answer is. If here's the right answer are or not, the right answer is to not choose a side because now I vividly remember this. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Because when we did talk about this in the heaven Hill thing, because we were like, ah, oh, well, uh, and then some people flamed us and they're like, ah, oh, you don't support unions. I was like, no, 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 no. That's, that's not what it is. That's not what it is. So here's, here's our official stance is that we don't have a stance. I'm I'm here to just report the news and let's go ahead and move on. How about that? Yes, next topic. <laughs> <laughs> so here's here's a here's a dicey one. Our last one on the news side here is that agents from the Internal Revenue Service and the Federal Alcohol Tobacco Tax Trade Bureau, you know them as the TTB, they spent most of last Wednesday at the Union City offices of Southern Glaciers Wine and Spirits in California. The raid was confirmed by an IRS spokesperson to the San Francisco Chronicle, which broke the story. Now the question everyone is asking, why? What are they looking for? From author W. Blake Gray of WineResearcher.com, he says that there are two big clues in here. One is that the IRS is involved. The other is that there is no evidence that the Federal Trade Commission was involved. His, in his quotes, it says, I spoke to a former government employee with knowledge of TTB operations. He said that unfair trade practices are the only area where he could think both the TTB and the IRS have a common interest. He said certain trade practices... Prom- Sorry, certain trade practice promotions can give rise to income tax liability that does not get reported, he said. For example, sometimes a wholesaler rep will report that he or she bought several rounds of drinks at a retailer bar, but really just did a credit card swipe that made a payment to the bar server. This would become income to the bar server and might have some false income tax deduction questions for the wholesaler. In fact, Southern Glaciers paid a $5 million fine back in 2017 over a Pennsylvania pay-to-play clause in which the wholesaler offered incentives to employees of the state's liquor control board. These incentives, including World Series tickets, a trip to Aruba, a villa and a private resort in Jamaica, and between twenty dollars to $40,000 in cash. Here's why the FTC not being involved, sorry, here's why the FTC not being involved, at least that we know, matters. Southern Glaciers and Republic National Disputing were hit by an antitrust lawsuit in March by a software company called Provi, that claims that the two big distributors attempted to put it out of business. The lawsuit is considered a serious threat, but it's in its early stages. The Biden administration has stated repeatedly that it plans to take the antitrust enforcement more seriously. So to be very clear, Southern Glaciers innocent until proven otherwise, but the IRS and the TTB have a case to make, and the implications are immense. In addition, a trial date of December 5th, 2023 has been set for a class action case brought in the federal district court for the Central District of California by a group of small, independent Southern California alcohol beverage retailers who have sued Southern Glaciers, alleging that the distribution giant offers special secret pricing and retailer support to large national chains in violation of federal and California state laws. The complaint was originally filed in June 19th of this year. The lawsuit may also be connected to the federal raid uh, that we had just talked about, but Southern Glaciers has not responded to the pricing allegations but has been trying to prevent a trial by arguing that the case should be heard in arbitration and moved out of California. Whoa, lots to take in there. That's actually two news articles condensed into one. Yeah, I mean, this 
to be fair, this is a very shady side of the business. <laughs> we are learning this all too well. We right are now. learning this all too well, and that uh, a lot of this stuff unfortunately does go on. So uh, I'm not saying Southern's the only one. Um, it's uh, yeah, it's interesting that they're looking into this, and I, it's probably another thing. I should probably have no comment or uh, <laughs> <laughs> they're gonna use this. As a recording Input. in court to be able to talk about and say, here we go. There we go. More people that are advocating for this. No, no, no. We're not advocating. We're No, we're, we're not advocating. It's just, uh, it's interesting. Um, and a lot of people know this, that there's, there's some, you know, a lot of people assume that there's interesting business practices to move product, to do this and that. And, uh, you know, it, there, there's a lot of... Uh, I, I should just shut up. <laughs> I would, <laughs> yeah, you can go ahead and put that foot in the mouth. Last thing I'll say about it is this is just a systemic issue that happens just because of the three-tier system. I don't know. We have talked about it for years on the show that this is something that was, is not going to go away. And it's not going to go away. And that's why we see marijuana laws leapfrog over everything because it's relatively new. You can pivot, you can make quick decisions, you can make it move fast. This is something that is, this three-tier system is rooted in prohibition. So you're talking about a system that's over hundred years old now, and you want to go and try and shake things up in that middle row, that middle section there, where all the money is to be made and all these other kind of things, they don't want that to happen. And so even when you look at a $5 million fine, dude, that's... Oh, nothing. nothing. Oh, dude, that's pocket change. It's not even pocket change. That's couch cushion change for these companies that are pushing billions of dollars a year. Yeah. And then unfortunately you learn that about some of these big corporations. They, uh, they have bean counters that know like, all right, we can get away with X amount and pay this much fine and we're still okay. And, um, it's, it's unfortunate, but it's just the way sometimes that's, just the way the landscape is, um, and you have to deal with it. So, five million is just a rounding error. <laughs> oh yeah, for Southern, uh, uh, yeah, <laughs> for that's yeah. I would say so too. Yeah. All right, so that was the juicy subject. But stick around with us. We'll be back with some bourbon release news. If you're anything like me, then you can't get enough about bourbon, and that's why I'm a subscriber to Bourbon Plus Magazine. Bourbon Plus is a quarterly publication that tells the stories from the heart of bourbon, the farmers who grow the grain, the distillers who labor over the process, and the people like you and me who raise their glasses to celebrate it all. Subscribe to Bourbon Plus magazine today at bourbonplus.com, that's P-L-U-S dot com, and use code PURSUIT at checkout for $5 off your subscription. Shopify's already taken the cash register online, helping millions sell billions around the world. But did you know that Shopify can do the same thing at your retail store? Give your point-of-sale system a serious upgrade with Shopify. Shopify's point-of-sale is your command center for your retail store. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify has everything you need to sell in person. And with Shopify, you get a powerhouse selling partner that effortlessly unites your in-person and online sales into one source of truth. Track every sale across your business in one place and know exactly what's in stock. Connect with customers in-line and online. Shopify helps you drive store traffic with plug-and-play tools built for marketing campaigns, from TikTok to Instagram and beyond. And get hardware that fits your business. Take payments by smartphone, 
transform your tablet into a point-of-sale system, or use Shopify's point-of-sale Go Mobile device for a battle-tested solution. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash bourbon, all lowercase, and go to shopify.com slash bourbon to take your retail business to the next level today. Shopify.com slash bourbon. All right, everybody, bourbon release news. Now we're getting towards the end of the year. You would think that it's going to slow down just a little bit, but there's just a, a few ones to kind of talk about as we start coming through I want my theory is I don't know if we're going to have much going into December. Who knows? We might, but yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, it. I'd say that, but we've only I think I had maybe one this week in bourbon the entire year where we had two or three news stories to talk about in bourbon release news, and that was it. And now it's for me probably digging for stuff. So I'm sure we'll always have something. Yep. The first one is that Castle and Key is announcing the limited release of the Untold Story of Kentucky Whiskey Chapter Two. This is in partnership with the Kentucky Black Bourbon Guild. The Untold Story of Kentucky Whiskey was a project created to share the history of African-Americans' contributions to the creation of bourbon whiskey. Chapter 2 was written by Texas Southern Assistant Vice President and Kentucky native, Dr. Aaron Wiggins-Gilliams. Sorry, Dr. Aaron Wiggins-Gilliam. Sorry, I should know that. She's been on the show before. In addition to the partnership with the KBBG, packaging design was donated by Stranger and Stranger, and printed custom labels were donated by Eurostampa. 100% of the new blended bourbon sales will support the Castle and Key Scholarship Fund, which was created to promote diversity and inclusion within the distilling industry. It will be available for pre-purchase in advance to guests at the Untold Story release event held by the Kentucky Black Bourbon Guild and Castle and Key at Base 249 located in Lexington, Kentucky. And that's happening on Wednesday, November 16th from 6 to 8 p.m. The Untold Story will be available for purchase in the boiler room at Castle and Key Distillery on Saturday, November 19th. It's a blend of straight bourbons, 106.6 proof, and there was no price or age statement supplied, so I do not have the information for you. Now you'll get an email trying to show you how to pronounce her name. Yeah, <laughs> I should. It's Dr. Aaron Wiggins Gilliam. It's right yeah. there in front of me. I, I get this thing where I start reading, but I start trying to read two or three words ahead of me, and that's when words start getting messed up. It's a yeah. I'm so glad you do these readings. I, maybe one week I'll try it and see how bad I've, I'll get like 30 emails that, that week. We can try, we can try to flip things around one time, but it, that's yeah. a, that's an old habit of mine. I tried to do back in middle school and high school is try to do speed reading. And I would look through and I would be looking two or three words ahead of me, but I'd still be reading the word in front of me. And it, as you could tell, my comprehension was shit. So it never really worked out. <laughs> but you still continue to try. I still continue. <laughs> well, yeah, I don't want to sit there and read. I, mean, I hate reading. I know you love reading. You love your books. It's, it's one thing that as soon as I got done with high school, I mean, I never read a book ever again. I I basically <laughs> said, I don't want to read ever again. I mean, I, I love Fred. I love, you know, people that make books and stuff. And I love getting them and they look great on the shelf. But I promise you those spines have never been cracked. <laughs> Oh boy. That's <laughs> I don't know if I'm proving how dumb I am. I'm just saying yeah. I just I just don't like reading. I don't like doing it. If if you want me to read it, turn it into a movie. 
Siri, read this book to me, please. <laughs> <laughs> I, okay, I will. I will admit that I do. We do Audible. I will listen to Audible. Yeah, I mean, listen to podcasts. I can listen to right. Audible. I just feel that the good thing about doing that is I can be. And this goes back to me just always being super productive and whatever I do, I just don't sit there and read. Now, if I could sit there <laughs> doing something and, and double dipping, you know, I think that's the whole point. Kenny is not be doing something. You're, <laughs> <laughs> you're growing your mind so that you can take the the focus off of always complete accomplishing something. Yeah, well, that's that's why I've got the receding hairline. I just can't turn it off. Well, I read and mine's going <laughs> going up further. Uh, but, I'm gonna, uh, back to the castle and key thing. That's very cool. Very good cause. And uh, I, yeah, it sounds awesome. Yes, 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 yes. All right. So Broken Barrel Whiskey Company, which if you remember, we chose a barrel. Oh, yeah. Them. We did like a peach brandy or something. It like. was. It was a peach brandy. And it was yeah. really, really good. And uh, that might might have some to come back here too in a second. Because their portfolio of premium American whiskeys that showcase an impact and Okay, let me start that over. It says that whose portfolio of premium whiskey showcase the impact of non-traditional barrel finishing practices has on its flavor. They have recently added a fifth expression to its core lineup of Kentucky Stray Bourbon and Rye whiskeys and introducing Americana. It's 100 proof straight American whiskey featuring a mash bill of 80% corn, 14% rye, and 6% malted barley. Americana explores blended American whiskeys with an entirely new oak bill. Which remember what an oak bill is? They break down the barrels of different things and they put them back together and they redump them into the barrel. So that's a con- uh, unique concept, which uh, which I just told you what they do. And this one is forty percent of charred American oak, forty percent toasted American oak, and twenty percent American apple brandy casks. Americana oh. will roll out nationally beginning this month with a suggested retail price of a mere thirty five dollars. Interesting. Usually you don't see the toasted mixed with the finishes. So, well, wine finishers, well, brandy, I guess it's not wine, but usually you don't see those combined. So that's interesting. Nah, just add toasted everything. Why not? I mean, it's taking, I mean, I'm convinced people just want flavored whiskey at this point. <laughs> it's, <Yes. laughs> it's, that's what toasting and finishing is, become, is, is really so. Yeah, that was, I know we had that, that conversation over text message and I said, this is, that's an absolute aha moment because it's true. Everything that flies off the shelves today, it's toasted or it's finished or it's uh, triple finished or whatever it is. It is tasty though. I'm not going to lie. I mean. It is tasty. uh, It is tasty. But that's, that's kind of what people are gravitating towards now. And you're right. It's like their classier fireball, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Bourbon geeks secretly want flavored whiskey. They just don't know it yet. That's why, I mean, I forgot that Campari bought into Hallerhood, the banana, the banana stuff. And then they see it too. (laughs) Yeah. So let's go ahead. Let's start talking about some more flavored whiskey here. So the first time in its storied history, Jack Daniels is introducing a 100% malted barley grain bill with the new Jack Daniels twice barreled special release American single malt finished in Oloroso sherry casks. That, my friend, is a very, very long product name. Jack Daniels, twice barreled, special release, American single malt, begins with 100% malted barley that is ground, fermented, and distilled in Lynchburg, Tennessee. The whiskey passes through Jack Daniels' traditional charcoal mellowing, mellow filtering process and is matured in new, charred American white oak barrels for at least four years. It is then finished for an additional two years in the finest quality Spanish Oloroso sherry casks from the Antonio Pez Laboto Cuprage before bottling a cask proof. 
The 2022 limited edition is bottled between 106.1 and 107.8 proof. It will be available in nation, nationwide in limited quantities beginning no, in November for $70 for a 700 ml. They're trying to make that gateway drug for the scotch people. Mm-hmm. You know, take this one crack hit. This, you know, our malted barley is basically the same thing scotch does, except they're putting in a new new barrel first and then putting sherry. But uh, yeah, try to get those scotch drinkers, get a little taste of this. Maybe they'll switch to the regular Jack. Yes, I think you're probably right because it truly is. It's a single malt and it's in a sherry butt. That's what I like when I have to look at a... Well, it's the only scotch I can tolerate, but it still sucks. (laughs) (laughs) And no peat. No peat, please. (laughs) No peat. But I did... We did get the sample of this in the mail. And my friend, it is as dark... It is as dark as the sweatshirt I'm wearing right now. Well, that makes sense. I mean, going with the new barrel and then going... Well, you're going through charcoal, then you're going <laughs> through a barrel, then you're going. So it's they could say it's like three X, three X. So Dixon hasn't already taken it. That's what Jack Daniels can do. Man, it's three. like you're reading my mind here because renowned American whiskey blender Dixon Deadman is proud to release the Phoenix Blend. Oh this is wow, a, that was yeah, a good segue. Then, yeah, it really was, man. It's like you read the notes or something here. This is the first in a series of small batch bourbon blends from his new brand Two XO Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. The Phoenix blend symbolizes Deadman's re-entry to the world of bourbon after stepping away from Kentucky Owl, which is a brand he relaunched back in 2014, an homage to a whiskey his great-great-grandfather had once made. 2XO, meaning two times oak, refers to Dixon's unique blending process where he rebarrels his hand-selected aged whiskey into new charred oak barrels to create a unique combination of intense flavors, character, and complexity with each blend. The Phoenix blend as a blend of Kentucky straight bourbon whiskeys composed of two proprietary mash bills from different distilling partners, one a moderate rye content and the other a very high rye bourbon mash bill. The Phoenix blend will be followed by two new small batch blend releases and a single barrel release in each consecutive year. Each small batch blend will be different, bearing a distinctive name and a symbol inspired by Dixon's passion to innovate, collaborate, and create high quality liquids with unique characteristics and profiles. Brought to market through Prestige Beverage Group, the Phoenix Blend will be available in select markets nationwide in limited quantities and online at Reserve Bar with a suggested retail price of $100. Dang, I paid $150 today. I got <laughs> <Did you really? laughs> Ooh, total really got you there. And they did. Usually their price is good. They got me. And yeah. I saw a sucker on my head. <laughs> They're like, <laughs> this idiot will pay for anything. Tater I went there buying a champagne for my wife's birthday. And then I got, I saw the 2XO. I was like, ooh, I got to get one. And uh, I was happy to buy one because I've been excited about this. Uh, Dixon's friend of the show. He's become a personal friend. And uh, uh, he's taught me a lot about blending. So I was excited for him to get back in the game and knew he was for a while, but um, I I'm impulsive. And as soon as I got home, I had to try it. So I tried it and it's really good. Um, yeah. There's, there's nothing you can say bad about it. It's really balanced. It's a, a nice, you know, usually with uh, doing the double barrels toasted, this and that, it's usually too bitter or too sweet. This is a really good balance of Oak and, the distillate so uh it was it was well done love it love it yeah i mean i'm just very happy for him i know that he's had a a little time off but now he's back in the game i've been watching him on instagram that dude is gonna start wrapping delta diamond here soon if he doesn't slow down with all the plane trips i've been seeing 
yeah, Andy's running a marathon in the and I was like, how do you run a marathon when you're doing like this running? He's like, I'm an idiot. And I was like, <laughs> yeah. I was like, same Z's. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, that's uh that's some that's some dedication, but it's really cool to see that. Congratulations on his new release. Hopefully uh save me a little bit of that. I want to try a little sample of that soon. Yeah, I only took neck pour out, so I'll I'll bring you some tomorrow. <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> Maker's Mark has introduced two new global travel retail exclusive whiskeys to mark its newest wood finishing series, and it's called the City Series. Capturing the character of the world's most enchanting locations for whiskey fans traveling the globe, and it's now launching with New York City and Sydney. The taste vision for the New York edition was created with the goal of capturing the excitement of your first trip to the city that never sleeps by flavor experts Irina Yoshida and Justin Ottavenger. It's bottled at 107.8. With the help of the Sydney insiders, Sam Egerton and Jordan Toft, this herbaceous expression of Maker's Mark pays homage to the vibrant people, culture, and dynamic palette of the city, meant to be enjoyed outdoors at 110.8 proof. The New York edition is sold at John F. Kennedy Airport Terminal 1 with an SRP of $95, and the Sydney edition is available at the Sydney Terminal 1 for an SRP of $140 Australian dollars. This is brilliant because... When I go to those international stores, I'm like, what are, you know, like the, the duty freeze and whatnot. I'm like, you're looking for Blanton's? Like, there's nothing exciting here. You know, well, I used to look for Blanton's straight from the barrel, but that's not. That's not happening. They, they did have Blanton's at Charlotte's uh, International Airport, but it was like $250. I was like, I was like, I thought this was duty free. That's extra duty. It's like extra duty, but uh Anyways, um, I think this is brilliant because you can go to each airport and have a unique offering there, whereas t- normally it's just you get like $2 off a liter of Maker's Mark or something. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it is something interesting, but there was so much that was left untold here. I don't know anything about it. It's like, yeah, we created something for the goal Kenny, of capturing no New one York. Cares. They're like, oh, it's a New York one. They're like, it's New York. I'll buy it. You're right. I'm an idiot. I, why do I? Why do I keep thinking that? You know, I'm like everybody else, where I want to know, like, what kind of staves did you use? Was there a certain, you know, where, where, the, where the barrels come from? Like, well, you're right. Nobody gives a crap except me, and and I need to start understanding that that you and me and the other ten thousand people that listen to this are probably the only people that really care. The other four hundred million people drinking bourbon do not. They just want to see toasted, finished, or <laughs> yeah. and uh, KY. The word, <laughs> and, the word limited release on the side. And a pony on top. That's all yeah. they care about. They don't, they don't give a shit if it's tea in there. Like, <laughs> You're right. Hell, it looks good on the shelf, man. That's all that matters. Yep. All right. Our last news story is that Heaven Hill has announced the release of the fall 2022 edition of Old Fitzgerald's Bottled and Bond. Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey at 19 years old. This is the oldest to date in this specific line and comprised of barrels produced in September. Two th- See, this is what I like. Like, tell me the barrel information. Comprised of barrels produced in September 2003 and bottled in October 2022. The 10th national release ushers the latest addition to the Hallmark series, which adds to the bottled and bond legacy. Bottled in an ornate decanter, which we've come to expect, the fall edition denotes a black label consistent across all fall releases. As was the case for past editions, this edition's tax strip, which has always been a signature of the transparency on bottled and bond products, will disclose when the liquid was produced and bottled. The Old Fitzgerald Bottled and Bond Fall Edition will be available in 750 milliliters on an allocated basis 
bottled at 100 proof and an SRP of $240. I mean, that's really a deal in this, if you can find it. But I mean, I, I shouldn't say a deal, but that's fairly priced for that 17 year was magical. I, I, I was smart that day and I was like, I'm taking this one home. I don't have a whiskey quickie. If we get, and, if we get this one, I'm keeping this damn bottle because you crushed the last one. Oh, it's, it, it didn't last long. I was like, <laughs> I was like, everybody come over and try it. And it got crushed. <laughs> you got to see this. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was really good. So this is my boy, Mike Sani's project. And, you know, he's retired from there. So I'm excited to see all these awesome uh, releases really come to fruition and whatnot. So uh, it's a, and it's a cool bottle, 19 year old weeded bourbon for 250 bucks. I think it's, you know, that's fairly priced. I can't disagree with you there. I think it might be a little bit underpriced for today's market. That's true. Considering the decanter, the the name, the weeded mash bill, the age. Hopefully it lives up to it. I'm sure it'll be fantastic. It always does. What uh they didn't have any bottle counts or anything. I didn't sometimes I blank out on these. Oh, reads. oh now you want more information? <laughs> I asked for more information. You're like, what do you, who cares, Kenny? No, well, they did not nobody agree. cares where the ricks are, <laughs> but they want to know how many bottles there are and what it costs. No, 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 there was, there was no bottle counts or anything like that. So we'll have to, I don't know. People just got to start lining up at the, if you can start lining up at the distiller tomorrow, maybe, maybe we'll start releasing. Yeah. <laughs> don't, don't take our word for it, which by the way, I, I didn't add it in here, but I also want to give, it was in the news, but tip of the hat, congratulations to Josh Hollifield. He has been named oh, yeah. the general manager of the or the, the whole Heaven Hill experience out there. So really cool of him. So if you see him, just go ahead, shake your hand, say, hey, Josh, I heard your name on Bourbon Pursuit. Do you have an old Fitzgerald in the back? That's right. 19 years, specifically. Black <laughs> label. Exactly. <laughs> and if you can give me the Bourbon Pursuit discount, even better. Even better. <laughs> yeah, congrats, Josh. Josh is a great guy and happy for him. Yes, absolutely. But that is going to do it for this week in bourbon. Get another one down. We only got a few more left to the end of the year. And then. Sure, there'll be some breaking news first thing tomorrow morning. Uh, yeah, we, we can never get it right. But I'm glad we do these. You get a lot of information between Monday through Wednesday. I think after. Tom- yes, today's Wednesday. I was going to say, yeah, tomorrow morning will be like. ESPN acquires Fred Minnick Media. <laughs> Fred will be announcing Sports Center from now on. <laughs> True. You see an ass caught on game day. That's exactly what we need. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> All right. Well, that'll be it, everybody. Cheers, and we'll see you next week. Toodles.